0: Hey guys, I'm Sage, and this is the Iconic Dollcast. On this podcast, I'll be talking about iconic dolls and their cultural impact over time. As a longtime doll collector, I thought it would be interesting to go back and research all about the dolls that I had growing up. This includes everything from Barbie to Britney, all the way to American Girls, and so much more. I specialize in making customized versions of the Britney Spears doll. If you haven't yet, give me a follow on Instagram, Britney Spears Custom Dolls. On TikTok, Britney Spears Dolls, and Twitter, B Spears Dolls. You can also follow the official podcast Instagram, Iconic Dollcast. Welcome to the iconic doll cast. My name is Sage, your host. Thank you for being here. I've got another cool episode coming for you guys today. It's all about the Share doll, released in 1976 by Mego. I am talking to Charlie, who is a host of the Turnback Time podcast, which is a podcast that is all about Share. Goes through all of her amazing eras, one by one. It's really cool. He also hosts the podcast Turntables and Tea. So make sure you guys check that out. Before we get into it, just some life updates, guys. I've been so busy. I really, really wanted to make sure that this podcast was coming out weekly. But I have just found with the new job that I am in, it's it's impossible to keep up with it. But uh, releasing episodes every two weeks... Every two weeks has been really helpful. So I'm um, still doing it, still going strong. The next couple episodes I have coming for you guys are a lot different than what I usually do. And I'm super excited for you to hear those. Before we get into the dolls and my conversation with Charlie, let's just talk about Cher for a second. Cher is a, just a living legend. She is one of the queens. I have a very <laughs> select few musicians and icons that I really, really am obsessed with and love so much. And Cher is definitely one of them for me. I, I've always loved Cher. Cher, the Believe album, is actually one of the first albums I got. I had Spice Girls, Madonna, and then I actually got Baby One More Time and Believe at the same time, which is pretty cool. Yeah, just always been obsessed with her. She is, you can't, you you really can't get more iconic than Cher, and her dolls are also just fabulous. You'll hear us talk about it. There are a lot of design flaws. In 1976, this company called Mego, which is actually still releasing product today, released their Cher doll. She was very, very successful. She outsold Barbie in 1976, which we've talked about that a ton on this show. It's very hard to beat Barbie in sales, but Cher is one of those legendary queens that did. The Cher doll, she she looks very unique. I think she looks a lot like Cher. Um, We're talking about the vintage ones, not the later ones that were released by Mattel, but... Yeah, the doll is wonderful. I have a pretty (laughs) funny story about it. Um, Well, you'll hear about it in my interview with Charlie. But yeah, I I have a pretty deep connection with the Cher doll and all the doors that it actually ended up opening for me. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this one. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for being so patient. And let's get into my interview with Charlie all about the Cher doll from 1976. Cool. All right, so today we have Charlie on the show, and Charlie runs the Turn Back Time podcast that is based all about Cher and all her iconic eras, which is literally all of her years alive, (laughs) I think. So, Charlie, tell us about yourself, your love for Cher, and how you got into podcasting. So, for those
1: who don't know, my name is Charlie. I'm guessing you picked up on that. So, um, yeah, I've been a Cher fan since I was in the second grade, because my dad had a mixed CD with Believe on it, and uh, we it's just been history ever since then. The rest is history, as they say. And um, yeah, so I had been toying with the idea of doing a podcast about Cher for a bit, because I'd seen a couple other podcasts all about specific pop singers, and I thought, well, that would be so cool to do one for Cher, because there's just so much to discuss, and... I finally started it during, um, the pandemic in April of 2020 was when I finally started it. And, um, it's been quite a journey. I just kind of, you know, kept going with that. I covered the career year by year and, uh, I really had a great time doing it, opened myself up to an incredible community and, um, there have been some hiatuses in the time. I haven't actually done an episode of it since May. There are still a few things I need to cover and some any future projects, of course, that I will be focusing on. I'll be doing it then, but... Um, actually now i'm doing another podcast with my friend Corey called turntables and tea he appeared on a couple episodes of the share podcast and we really enjoyed doing it we thought well why don't we do one where we just talk about different albums every week because that's what we like to do so that's what i've been doing since may of the past year so it's been almost a year now and uh having a great time doing it. So if you are interested, please give that a lesson as well. That would be greatly appreciated. The Turntables and Tea podcast.
0: One hundred percent, and I, I think before we started recording, I said, you know, I was just listening to your Share podcast. I was enjoying it so much, and today we're going to talk a lot about the Share doll by Mego. I know they've had several dolls come out later with Mattel, but today's focus is really the Mego dolls because that is my introduction to the Share doll. And so, just to give you a little background information, is. My friend Andre and I have always been really obsessed with Share, and I always wanted to get one of these Mego dolls. And it was before; it was in college, so uh, maybe like ten years ago. And I I knew about eBay. I was scared to get into eBay because <laughs> you know once you get in, you can't get out. And I I had really wanted a vintage Share doll, and we were looking on like Amazon, and it was like hundreds of dollars. And I was like, this can't be right. And so I finally logged into eBay, and I found one for a pretty good price and I ordered her and once I got her I could not stop so I used to actually have a very 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 large Migo share collection I think I had most of the outfits I had like 17 to 20 dolls and over time I've sold some of that and repurposed it but the funny thing about the Cher doll is I, I wouldn't say the quality of the doll is that great. Um, it's an amazing doll, but I was getting them and their hair was super matted all the time. And this is kind of Cher was my introduction to rerouting. So giving them the new hair and, you know, kind of refurbishing the doll and by doing that that's really how i got into the world of customizing dolls and how i kind of came up with and started pursuing my britney spears custom dolls business which is pretty interesting because had i not gotten those share dolls i don't know that i would have you know got the idea or gotten really into that so that's pretty cool i i um uh, she has a very special place in my heart <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think that's awesome that that's what gave you the idea. And it makes perfect sense because you're correct. The doll is not that great of a quality. That's part of the reason I actually don't have Amigos share doll because I've seen them on them. Just like, oh, these look a bit rough, but. You have the artistic skills to repurpose them. I do not. So,
0: (laughs) yeah, it is. uh, It was uh, definitely a learning curve for me. But just, you know, once you give them new hair, they kind of look brand new again. And it's really, it's really insane how much hair can affect a doll's look. So, these dolls were released in 1976, and it was kind of an awkward time, I feel, for them to release these dolls. Do you have any insight on that?
1: Yeah, it was an interesting time to be doing it. So 1976, um, the big share news this year was around the beginning of the year. Cher returned to television with her ex-husband Sonny Bono in a brand new variety show. Their previous one was hugely successful, but it ended upon the couple splitting. And they both did their own shows. Sonny's bombed before Cher's even premiered. And Cher did okay at first, but it did go downhill ratings-wise in the second season, and it was not an easy show to do every week for Cher. And she also found out that she was pregnant with her second child, with her husband, Greg Allman. So, uh, big change, and it was announced that Sonny and Cher would be returning to television, and... It was initially pretty well received. A lot of people were watching it because people had to see like, well, of course, we want to see how a divorced couple is going to handle a TV variety show. And she's pregnant with her second husband's child and they already have a kid together. People had to watch it and watch it. They did. It did get higher ratings than the share show. But around that time, Migo was very much into the action figure business kind of more so than the dolls and it wasn't uncommon for them to release um dolls of action figures or dolls whatever you want to call them of television characters and so here's Sonny and Cher back let's release Sonny and Cher dolls they were released together actually Cher sold a lot more on her own of course and Cher was just the natural fit For the doll, because of her wardrobe on television, it just made perfect sense to do it, but it was a strange time for it to be happening, and she really also wasn't as much of a presence on the pop charts in 1976. So I think what's key to this is later on, of course, we've seen pop star dolls, but this is really her being marketed as a television personality, more so than a recording artist.
0: Right. And so, yeah, I do know, I mean, I have quite a large share collection as well, outside of the Dolls. And I do know that the 70s was a hard time for her, especially the mid-late 70s, was a hard time for her with her music career. I mean, so many flop albums that are, I mean, very good, in my opinion. I think those three albums, you know the ones, I'm t- like Stars. Uh, Stars, Rather
1: Believe in You
0: and Cherish. Yeah, um- I- I think yes. there's strong albums, and um, it's it's interesting how how much how badly they flopped, but. It kind of works out because she was still very popular at the time. It's just her music wasn't selling. I mean, but she had this successful TV show. And obviously, once you get a doll made of yourself, you are you've made it, in my opinion. So uh, the thing with the doll is it's a lot it's a lot taller than Barbie. So I, I feel like that kind of works against her a little bit because the whole thing with dolls and Barbie and that I've learned is like parents want to get the most for their buck, right? So when outside companies outside of Barbie release their dolls and they make them different sizes, I I tend to find that they don't do as well because they're not as interchangeable. Like you can't put Barbie's clothes on share. However, the share doll was very, very successful and even beat she is one of the queens that beat Barbie in sales for a year, right?
1: Yes, Cher was the top-selling doll of 1976, and frankly, if you're going to make a Cher doll, she should be taller than Barbie because Cher's a tall lady. She's my height exactly, I believe, so it would make sense for them to do that. But what's really interesting, actually, is with the Cher doll wardrobe, there were 30 outfits about designed for this doll by Bob Mackey because just so much to choose from. But with the success of the shared amigo, put out a line of TV stars dolls that were mostly the same size and that came with their own wardrobes. And you could put Cher's clothes on Farrah Fawcett or Jacqueline Smith or Diana Ross, which is the best of those, obviously. Another <laughs> icon right there. And um, another variety show duo, the Captain and Tennille. You could put Sonny and Cher's clothes on them if you wanted to. Uh, I think Sharon and Diana Ross are probably the best change, I would think, because both so glamorous.
0: Yeah, very glamorous. And so that is where Mego is very smart, because I think they realized pretty quickly, like, so, oh, well, if we want to continue selling this product, we need to have other products that will be interchangeable with it. And they certainly did that. They did Wonder Woman, too, right? Yes, they did do a Wonder
1: Woman doll. and. Uh, I believe some of those outfits were interchangeable as well, possibly, yeah,
0: I think they all fit all of their their i think they're twelve inch scale dolls they they yeah. all fit into each other 's clothes, which is really nice, and I also have noticed uh just go going back like I said, I used to collect these like crazy, and i hadn't looked at the market in a while, and I was Searching eBay earlier, and I was like, Oh my gosh, like it's so interesting because you know, they had Cher's big dressing room, which I own. Um, it's huge, and I, I, I know that they shifted it to like a Farrah faucet dressing room. They sold it as a Farrah Fawcett dressing room as well. But when you open it, it still it still has the share logo in it, which is yes. pretty, pretty interesting. And then so you said about 32 outfits. That sounds right. And Bob Mackey did design all of them, which is very cool. But all of these outfits for the doll, they weren't necessarily, I know they had some that were directly taken from the show or, you know, something she was wearing at the time, but a lot of them were just kind of inspired outfits, correct?
1: Oh, yeah. I was looking at the outfits and there weren't many I recognize being directly from the show. Granted, I haven't seen every episode of the shows because they're not all readily available, unfortunately. Right. But there were some that were direct. Um, those are the ones I tend to like the most. I really love the one, the electric feathers. It's like a black and white dress. That's directly from the Sunny and Cher television show from years prior and so, and of course, the half breed that was recreated because that's the most famous of them all from these television shows. And I do wish they were a bit more direct looks from the show personally. But I mean, I guess they couldn't redo all of them, but I think it would have been cool if they did, because they certainly had enough to work from based on the shows because there were multiple Mackie costumes in every episode of these shows and by 76 uh, Sonny and Cher started their TV journey in 71 there was more than enough to choose from so I do wish they were more direct outfits that's part of why I like the later Mattel dolls much better than these but we'll talk about that later
0: of course yeah I uh, yeah so like I said I was collecting a a bunch of them and uh Some of them are really, really hard to find. And I mean, there were some that I was just like, no, I'm not even going to go near that. That's $200 for a costume for a doll, you know, like not even with the doll. Like it's crazy. And some of them are so strange. There's one that comes to my mind and I want to say it's called literally Mother Goose. I think, and it's just the weirdest thing I've ever, ever seen, but I I had it. Um, But yeah, definitely, I agree. I wish they would have done more that were directly taken from the show, because that's always nice to have when you just see the doll in clothes that Cher is actually worn. But I do also think, like, they did a pretty good job just kind of emulating her look overall with the costumes they're all really great costumes um especially for a doll and highly successful very smart business move to release a doll and then a bunch of fashion packs with it because like with the britney spears doll what is kind of unfortunate is is if you wanted to get a different outfit for your britney doll for the most part you had to buy a whole nother doll um so that's why there's like 50 different Britney Spears dolls because you couldn't just buy the outfits. So very smart on the on the share front for that. Along with the dolls, well no, let's stay with the dolls and then we'll get into the other products. So they had the initial the initial migo doll come out, Sunny and Cher. I have those new in box. I'm so scared to touch them cuz they have the migo melt. Do you know oh, all yeah, about I do. that? It's dis- I, it's it's terrible. It's and- awful. That's part of why I can't bring myself to
1: buy one of these because so many I'm like, oh, it, especially when I see the bandage around her head on some of the ones I'd be I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I just I just can't bring myself to do. It. I'm like, that's awful. It's such a shame that these dolls were kind of cheaply made and that their plastic belts over time. It's really sad. There's a wonderful website. If you're a sheriff, definitely check out our website and there's a section devoted to the share dolls and there's even photos of share doll in various stages of decomposition because that's what it looks like. Yeah, what it's
0: what is terrible. that website? What is that website again? Share Scholar gotta check it out actually i'm fairly sure i've seen it because when i when i first was getting these dolls i was like what is going on did someone glue her arm back on like what is happening and then i did my research and so for the listeners who don't know this thing called migo melt occurs with these dolls and it's because they used two types of plastic they used a different type of plastic for her torso and her arms and what happens is over time the the chemical compounds. This is very scientific. They they interact badly with each other, and it, it it starts to melt the plastic. And so it's called Mego melt. And you can see it. I'll post pictures when this episode comes out. But um, it, it literally looks like she's melting. Um, and it's so unfortunate that a, a major major design flaw. And so they had. This was on all, all of their big size dolls, and so yes. the share doll that I actually prefer is the economy version that came out maybe like two or three years later. She's the also baggy dolls, yeah, she's very, <laughs> very cheap as well. But I do find that she's easier to maintain because she doesn't melt. And so the big the biggest problem with the Mego melt is that if the doll is wearing a costume and that starts to occur, the costume gets stuck to the doll and then uh. trying to trying to get it off is a pain. Like I I've gone through several outfits because of it and They released a cheaper version of the doll, if you can imagine, a couple years later. And I I do find that that one is easier to maintain. The other issue with these dolls is I think they were trying to be very innovative with them. And so this doll has rooted eyelashes as well. And that becomes a problem because the doll's hair is so long that if you move it around at all, the hair gets stuck in the eyelashes, and if you try to move it, sometimes the eyelashes will come right out, and then you have a doll with no eyelashes. So there's several flaws with this very iconic doll.
1: Yeah, and you would never see Cher perform without eyelashes. Right, <laughs> That's... exactly.
0: So it's a little bit tricky. Uh, looking at her now, I'm sure I've noticed this before, but some of them have blue eyebrows. Which is an interesting choice. yes. But nonetheless, I still think it looks like her. A lot of people don't like these dolls, and I, I actually do. I prefer the Mego dolls, if they're in good condition, over the later ones. Just because it's very, I don't know, nostalgic and classic. So I, th- I think they're pretty cool. But definitely lots of flaws with these dolls. Um, on the bigger dolls, their fingers pop off a lot. You know, they gave her all these outfits, but it's not easy to put them on the doll without possibly breaking it. The other thing that's really interesting about the share doll is the, there's a lot of variations of the costumes. So you could get, you know, it's almost the same, but there's, there's, there's several different changes they made. Like the growing hair share, she comes in that silver gown and there's like five different versions of it. Um, So if you're a serious share collector, I mean, you've got to be spending thousands and thousands of dollars a year, because like we said, they're not cheap to get now.
1: No, that's why I wouldn't say I'm not a share collector. I have quite a few things, but I can't afford that. I just can't. I can't afford it. It's it's
0: quite a bit. And so I was listening to your podcast specifically about this time. And so let's talk about the other things that Mego released to go along with these share dolls, because there was quite a bit and some of it yes. is very hard to find. So what else was there?
1: It is, but I think they're cool. I like the toys better than the doll itself, not all. So there is the dressing room that we talked about, and there's also a similar thing to that called the travel trunk. Yep. Um, there's also one I really love, the share makeup center. That's beautiful. It's a kind of. It's just a much bigger thing that you can do. It was inspired by the Barbie makeup center, mm-hmm. and my personal favorite of them all is the Sunny and Share Feather in the Round. Which yes. is the set of their second show recreated, basically. And you can move it around. Like you can go to the dressing room, you can go to the Sonny's Pizza set and the main stage. And of course, the sing-along phonograph player, of course. You gotta have that with the share.
0: Right. And and you know, those two things that you just mentioned, very hard to find. Very, very hard to find. Yeah. Um i i rarely see those pop up on the phone the the record player and the theater is very hard to find and you know for the theater yeah. they also did one of just share right like no it was the oh. sunny
1: and share set because um, okay her, set, her show was off the air by the time i oh, got it these dolls were released it was only on the air in 1975 the share solo series.
0: Interesting. And you were saying it's not, it's it's pretty hard to find those, like the episodes. Like I, I I don't know that I've seen very many of that. And they don't have like a box set or anything of that out, do they? Um, so Time
1: Life did put out a best of Sonny and Share box set and then a share box set, which you get a few episodes, not even close to all of them. The share so the one you get ten episodes of the share variety show, and some of it is edited because of music rights, which mm. you, beggars just can't be choosers, unfortunately, when it comes to that. Because she performed some very well-known songs on there, but the really cool thing that's been happening lately, if you go to Share's YouTube channel. She has been, um, or her team or whoever's doing it, they have been posting a lot of clips from the Share TV show, which is awesome. And they're in great quality, too. So definitely check those out if you want. Uh, mostly the musical performances, which are the best part of the show anyway. Um it was also where she put those lost 70s albums from Warner Brothers that all fluff. That's where you can officially stream them on the Share YouTube channel now. So over there, they've been keeping the stands fed, which I greatly appreciate. So you can definitely find clips of the show on YouTube. And there is a channel called Get TV that at least aired these shows in the past. But again, select episodes only. And again, edited. It's all edited. So, yeah. Good luck finding original shows. It's just not an easy thing to do. And the sets, the DVD sets aren't cheap either. They're like a hundred bucks each.
0: Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's so. I'm a sucker.
1: I'm a sucker, and I bought them, of course. But whoa.
0: Yeah, that's the crazy. A little bit. Yeah, I bet. So, yeah, they had their other products. Uh, I know there was like jewelry you could get. And yep, then obviously they had, uh, you know, economy versions of the doll come out as well that were a little bit cheaper uh, for people to get. And yep. my guess is that they were just trying to shift out product as soon as possible. But I also think perhaps if I remember correctly, I think someone Migo went kind of went down. Yeah. And they, they had a bunch of leftover product that didn't get pushed out. So a different company kind of pushed those out. Am I kind of correct in that?
1: I, I know for share at least, because there is an early 80s version sold for discount with a 80s picture of share on yes. it. And obviously, by that point, yeah, they were obviously shipping out. Cher was doing completely different stuff in the 80s. She was no longer on a weekly television show and uh, it was obviously a relic from a few years prior
0: right like yeah very interesting and so um do you have a do you have a favorite share outfit that came with the doll or that was made for the doll um I would say
1: I have two one is the electric feathers it's called it's like a black and white kind mm-hmm. of zigzag dress with a feathered hair piece it was one that she wore on the sunny and Cher comedy hour she sang a Ray Charles song while wearing it I really like that one because it's a real one and the other one I like it's a photo shoot look it's called peasant lady it's an off the shoulder mm-hmm. striped top with a matching headband it's just so 70s and the more casual share look that I've always really liked so those are my two favorite um Mego outfits for the doll easily
0: yeah. Those two are pretty cute. You brought something up in your, the podcast episode that I was listening to, and I had totally forgot about how Migo was re-releasing some stuff at Target in the last few years. And I yes. am so, I am so surprised that they haven't done share yet.
1: I honestly, it might be just a licensing thing. I would, uh, I would definitely, them to, of course. I'm sure it's just a licensing thing and I'm, if the, I, w- I'm sure there will be a share doll in the future. It's going to be a Mattel doll.
0: Yeah, if no, there is another. You're, you're definitely correct. That's definitely a licensing issue because the way they used to do doll licensing is a lot different. So, like when Britney Spears came out, a few companies had the licensing rights to that. So, there's a few different Britney Spears dolls that were released by different companies, and then that kind of changed. And I think, I think actually, a big a big shift in the doll licensing business was the share doll that Mattel decided to release. So Mattel will be the people releasing share dolls from now on. So that's probably why Migo hasn't been able to do that.
1: Yeah. And knowing what I know about share, I've only, I met her at a meet and greet before, mm. which was the best moment of my life, of course, but knowing what I know about her, I just don't see her licensing her likeness to another company. I just don't see her doing that.
0: And and why would you? Because Mattel is really top, top dog in this situation. So before we get into the Mattel dolls, do you know, did Cher ever comment about the Mego dolls? Has she said anything about them ever? I have never seen her
1: mention them or comment on them, to my knowledge. And it's interesting. I actually was shocked to find her acknowledge one of the Mattel dolls. But the Mego, I've never seen her acknowledge it and uh, honestly i feel like it was kind of just done in a lot of ways out of her control because so much of the money was tied up in the mid 70s right after her divorce from Sonny bono there was i mean if you don't know the story a company was created in her name by her ex-husband and she didn't see much from it at all so i,
0: I, I do know that yeah yeah I, I just so, think it's interesting She, because, yeah, she didn't promote these dolls at all when they came out.
1: No, she didn't. And
0: I just don't think she had the interest in
1: doing it, frankly. I actually, if anything, she wanted to move away from that kind of image because the year before we mentioned the Stars album earlier, that was her trying to be taken seriously as a real artist and a rock singer. And she did it really, really well. That's a fantastic album. But the people didn't listen. She was doing television because of contracts and because it supported her and her family. That's why she was doing it. It just was that was what she wanted to move away from that image. And so I just don't think she had any interest in it. And uh, I mean, it took her forever to even acknowledge a lot of her music, frankly. She's just not the one to promote her doll, I guess. She's just not the one.
0: Yeah, to do no, that 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 makes sense, and I do know that you know Sunny Sunny kind of took it all from her, but you know obviously you know Cher was, I mean, successful enough to stand on her own, but it still sucks because I do I do remember reading about how he really took everything from her, and besides her name, really, um, but thank God she has such an iconic name, right? Because she was able to kind of build her career back. But it's also interesting because he did that and then they ended up coming back together for, you know, the show. And, I, you know, I, probably just because, one, he was not successful on his own at all. Um, I think he had, like, one one or two solo albums that did absolutely nothing. He had one solo album in
1: 1967, 68, and it did nothing. And nothing Sonny and Cher was do- either of them at that time, was doing well anyway. They were just not it anymore they were out at 68 69 they didn't come back till 71
0: right very interesting but i'm glad she got it figured out obviously anyway so fast forward a million (laughs) what feels like a million years later mattel has had put out their special very special limited series of share dolls i think they did what four of them three of them four yes
1: there are four of them and uh there were three that were put out together, and one very separate. So the first one was released in the spring of two thousand one. It was um it has her in a purple dress, and it's not based on a real look. and it, this doll is most famous because it was featured on Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. That was the doll that Jack McFarland had and took to the restaurant where he ended up meeting Sharon he believed it was a drag
0: queen. Right.
1: (laughs) Iconic. But yeah, this doll was released and uh, Cher had made another comeback a couple years prior with the Believe single and album. So it was a good time to do it. This doll, uh, it's not my favorite. The dress obviously isn't a Cher dress. I don't know why he would do a Cher doll with bangs for the hair. That just isn't, it in my opinion um, and yeah it doesn't look that much like her at all and it's not my favorite it's just most famous I think just for being on Will and Grace right. but the other ones so there were three that were put out in 2007 um, and they were based on more well known looks so there was the half-breed Barbie was released which has her in her Native American outfit headdress from the 70s Then there's the 80s Cher Barbie called Turn Back Time. It's interesting because it's kind of more of a general 80s outfit. It's one she wears a lot in concert. It's not the actual outfit she wore in the video for If I Could Turn Back Time. It's similar, same color scheme, but not the exact same thing. But that is the one that I have. It's my personal favorite and not too difficult to find on eBay. That one, actually, the half-breed one is more difficult to get and costs quite a bit more. And last but not least, there's the Ringmaster Barbie, which is based on the look from her Living Proof Farewell Tour that, of course, was not her farewell tour, thank (laughs) goodness. And uh, it's a purple Ringmaster jacket and hat. Um, This one was made in really limited quantities. I actually saw it listed on eBay for $2,000, which is outrageous in my opinion. And honestly, this one... Because it's a blonde Cher look, it looks more like Barbie than Cher. Yes. And the hair is not even the right length. It's much longer. It's like this is Ringmaster Barbie, not Ringmaster Cher. So I love the outfit. It just doesn't look like her. Um my favorite's definitely the 80s Cher one. And I actually have the most nostalgia for these dolls because I kind of saw them when they came out. I didn't get them when they came out. If I got all of them, I would have bankrupted my parents. So, Mm -hmm. but my first ever share concert, I went to see her in 2009 at Caesar's palace when she was playing there. And the half breed and turn back time dolls were for sale in the store. And I remember seeing them. And if I bought everything again, that wouldn't have worked out for my parents. wallet. But I thought, oh, they're so cool, and they are strictly collector's items. The outfits don't come off. Right. So they're not toys.
0: Yeah, those ones are very nice. Um, I do not have one of them. I will get one one day, but I have not committed to that yet. How many times have you seen Cher? I've seen Cher in
1: concert seven times. Wow. (laughs) Yep, I'm very lucky that she chose to also do um, the classic Share residency, not only in Vegas, but near Washington, D.C., because I'm from the Baltimore area. So she was pretty close by for me to go to her shows, which was helpful as a fan to just be able to go. And it was after one of those shows that I got to meet her because my aunt had a connection to the touring manager. Perfect. Yeah, and um, I did go to a couple on the Here We Go Again tour as well. Classic share was free times so then, of course, share at the Coliseum. And I went to the D.C. stop on the Dress to Kill tour as well.
0: I I went to that one, the Dress to Kill tour, and then I, I've seen her twice. And then I think, I believe she came back one more time. I don't, yeah, she came back one more time. And I saw her again when she was here in Denver. Very cool what a show too i mean she was killing it and i heard she's working on two albums now and possibly gonna tour again maybe
1: i honestly who knows because one thing with Cher, let me say she doesn't owe us anything Mm -hmm. she's almost 77 years old she doesn't owe us anything she's done more than enough for all of us but there have been more than a few unrealized share projects over the years every so often, like she will go on Twitter and say, I'm working on this and we don't always see it. Um, One example being a second volume of ABBA covers. Oh yeah. Said she recorded it. We even got a snippet of a song. It's unreleased. Mm. We don't have it. And so I'm just curious. And she said before, like, this will be something I haven't done before. And apparently her new boyfriend is a producer which was yes, news to me read that um but there's just there's always something that kind of comes out there's like some news or rumors and she said she's doing it but i just am always skeptical unfortunately because i'm unfortunately followed for a while now there's been a lot of uh just false hope frankly when it comes to a share comeback because I became around the time I became a fan was when she wrapped up the farewell tour and there were just these false rumors of a comeback and it just got pretty disheartening it's like you're saying something will happen and then nothing happens it makes it more exciting when it does happen but I do believe she's working I just don't know if it'll actually see the light of day I certainly hope it does But I never place a bet on anything with anybody, frankly, until I see official announcements. But I do believe she's working. And as for the tour, who just who knows, I honestly would probably at this point rather just see her do a stripped back show, kind of. Because obviously she puts on an incredible show, but it can't be easy for her to be doing it. She may not look like she's about to turn 77, but she is and i just want her to preserve herself as best as she can and i know some stuff got very delayed because of her mother's recent passing and so uh yes stuff's been kind of in the air but she has been seen more out in public lately and i think that's a good sign and we'll just see what happens we'll see what happens
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, She doesn't owe us anything, but it would be nice for her to do, you know, one actual last farewell tour before she calls it a day and (laughs) retires. But you know what? That's her choice. So just to wrap things up a little bit, tell me, what is your favorite Cher song?
1: I have to be a basic boy and go back to the beginning with My Beloved Believe. It's the one that started it all. I never get sick of it. Just a killer song. Uh, all the way around. obviously, we've all heard it. <laughs> and it's a banger.
0: so yeah uh, I think you I don't I didn't get to the part of your episode where you were talking about cherished. so don't crucify me, but my favorite chair song <laughs> is pirate. that's one of the songs I like on that album.
1: and it's I mean it's got it's an iconic song in its own right. It just was. Honestly, I think if it were released alongside the Hathaway Dark Lady era, it would have been much more successful. It was a, it's a really well done story song that came out at the wrong time. Yes. It's that simple. 1977, people were listening to disco and Fleetwood Mac, not Pirate. But I love Pirate actually. So I would have if you said War Pain and Soft Feathers, I might have had a different thought. But I mean, Cherish isn't. My least favorite Cher album, I'll say that. I just think that stuff was done better before, and she openly wasn't invested in the album. But
0: the cover's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. What is your favorite Cher album?
1: Heart of Stone.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Uh, Just iconic. Every song. Living Proof is a very, very close second, though. Um, And Believe is high up there, but Heart of Stone will always be my number one.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to say mine is cherished. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, but no, you know what? Stars is very good too.
1: Oh, Stars is such a beautiful. That's definitely my favorite of her 70s albums.
0: Yeah, that one should have been way more successful. Um, Absolutely. Cool. Do you have a Do you have a favorite Cher outfit that she's ever worn? Like, not the doll, just Cher in general. Oh, that's such a hard question. Yeah, because I I there's
1: so many to choose from. Um honestly you know what if i gotta go with it, i'm gonna go with her 86 oscars outfit because oh, yes. i just love the story behind it she said you know what you didn't nominate me for my award even though i was damn good in the movie so i'm gonna just show you all off and basically raise a middle finger to all of you with my mohawk black outfit and i just love that story what a great way to express yourself and they paid their dues two years later by giving her that Oscar. But, honestly, that's one that
0: can change every day. Yeah, I feel that. Favorite up, it changes every day. I feel that, yeah. No, I mean, she's iconic, nonetheless. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you really, you really cannot get more iconic than Cher, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, one more question. What's your favorite Cher movie? Suspect. Suspect! That's... <laughs> Yes. It's so
1: underrated. Oh, my goodness. It wasn't a hit. It was definitely overshot. I struck big time. But I just it's a really very tense movie. Great performances from everybody. Oh, I, I yeah. Suspect is so underrated. So underrated. Yeah, uh, that that's good. the one
0: for me. Very good. All right, Charlie. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This was so much fun to talk with you about Share. I've been wanting to do this forever. Could you tell my listeners, where can we find you? What are your podcasts, your socials, all that good stuff?
1: You can follow us, uh, me on Instagram. There's the at turn back time podcast, which is my podcast. So that one's not as active. If you want to see my more recent podcast, it's at turntables and tea podcasts. Both are also on Facebook and now turntables and tea has a twitter it's at turntables tea and i actually have something i wanted to tell you um you actually inspired us on the turntables and tea podcast when i got your message i thought we have different theme months every month and i thought how cool i say the byco is great how cool would it be to do a month of artists who've had their own dolls and he said absolutely so that will be our next theme month very exciting stuff coming up so follow us to be sure to do that and just follow the podcast they're both available on spotify turntables and tea is also on apple Amazon and all that other good stuff. And um, again, thank you for having me. I haven't gotten to talk about share in a while and I'm really glad I got the opportunity to do it. So thank you for that. And I think your work is amazing.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for being here today. And we'll keep in touch for sure. I Definitely. can't wait to, I can't wait to hear your
1: doll episodes. Oh yeah. We've got some, we've got some good ones coming up. Um, so stay tuned and Yeah. And once again, just thank you from the bottom of my heart.
0: Yeah. Thank you. This was awesome. That was super fun. Charlie, thank you for being on the show. I had such a great time talking with you. Make sure you guys check out the Turnback Time podcast, as well as the Turntables and Tea podcast. They are awesome. I've got some cool new episodes for you guys over the next few weeks. They are actually a little bit different than my past episodes. So I'm really excited for you to hear them. Until next time, please, if you are enjoying this podcast, leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow me on Instagram, Britney Spears Custom Dolls and Iconic Dollcast, and I will talk with you guys next time.